Good afternoon, everybody. Um, well, first of all, I'll, I'll skip some of my introduction. I was going to give a whole CV of myself, but um, that's already been done. So I do come from West Cork, uh, from called, used to be called West Cork Prods at one stage, a particular breed. But my family went to England in the 1950s, and I, I've, all my working life has been there as in the IT industry. As, as, as Anna said, I was, I'm, a, I'm an amateur historian, so uh, I've never published. But however, I bring to the table a few of the analytical skills from my IT days. So given my background, you may be less than surprised to find that I will talk a lot about numbers. I say much has been written about the Protestant decline of the of that 1911-26. Well, there, well, the Protestant declined by th over 32 percent. The overall population decreased by just five percent, and Catholic decline was 2.2 percent. As historians have mulled over the cause of such high pro Protestant rate of decline during a period of World War, Revolution, and Civil War, they come to a variety of, as we can see, often conflicting conclusions. The 1926 census statisticians reported about a quarter of the Protestant decline was due to the departure of the British military and their dependents. They estimate the decline of, in Irish-born Protestants was 32.2%, very much the same as the overall Protestant decline. Robert E. Kennedy, in his 1973 study of Irish emigration, argued that decline was primarily caused by the emigration of native rather than Protestant, rather than foreign Protestants. Dr. Bielenberg of UCC in his 2013 essay on Protestant decline also argued that it was mostly due to emigration. He highlighted evidence that most of that emigration occurred in the 1920-26 period and argued that it was mostly caused by a very depressed economy. He concluded that a very small minority of the outflow was, in, was what he called involuntary. Professor David Fitzpatrick in his 2014 study of Methodist membership records took an entirely different view. He concluded from his analysis that emigration played a relatively minor part. And the major cause of Methodist and by extension Protestant decline was low fertility. Others too think that the decline was primarily caused by Protestant infertility. You've just heard some of that argument done by Dr. Regan most persuasively. So, sorry, beg your pardon. So I've, I propose to take a look again at some of the evidence, both some that is already well known and some possibly not, not so well considered. I found sense, in census reports from 1871 onwards evidence that challenges the idea of long-term Protestant infertility. Analysis of 1911 census data, which is available online, gives the opportunity to understand the demographics, demographics of the Protestant community at that time and the changes that were occurred to it between then and 1926. I've also drawn on the Registrar General's annual reports to look at annual marriage patterns for the major religious groups during the period. And I present an alternative view of some of Professor David Fitzpatrick's Methodist membership records, one he may not agree with. One of the themes of some analyses of Protestant decline is the idea of a long retreat and that comparatively high levels and comparatively high levels of Protestant decline had been going on for decades before 1911. If we look at the Protestant population change compared with the national figure, 
since 1871, we find that the graph shows that the percentage of percentage stays steady around the 10% mark right through to 1911, a slight dip in 1901-11. But then the big declines happens in the years after that. The idea, the idea that, that, that this was all happening for a long time, I think, is misplaced. Okay, we said the total in, intercensal decline was 106,000. <coughs> Roughly 30,000 of that was due to departure British military and civil, and civil administration and, the, and their dependence. Some estimate 5,000 World War I Protestant deaths from the south. I, I would challenge that figure, but we leave it at that. This leaves a civilian pro population decline of 71,000 in 15 years. So were the Protestants another symptom, shall I say, of long-term decline would have been an aged population. In fact, when the raw census data of 1901 and 1911 is analysed, it shows the big leap towards an aged Protestant population actually happened after 1911. In this table I show the percentage of Protestant of Church of Ireland members who were aged over 45 in both 1901 and 1911 and compare them compared to the national percentage. In 1901 and 1911 the gap was quite narrow, figure on the right. But then there was a big leap in between 1911 and 1936 up to 7.5% and the decline continued in the decades afterwards. In other words, the big move to an aged Protestant population occurred after 1911. Sexton and O'Leary in their 1996 study had suggested indeed that this was the case. So were, the, were Protestants not marrying? Census reports from 1926 onwards, or sorry, before 1926, are short on evidence of birth rates among individual religious groups. They report nationally on the number of children in each age group, but not by religious group. And civil registration gives no clue. Hidden in the reports on literacy in 1870, from 1871 onwards is evidence of the relative birth rates of the main religious groups. The census analysts had a requirement to measure the effectiveness of the national school system. So the report on the number of under over fives in each religious group who were literate and illiterate. They also knew the total number in each age group who were over and the total number. So therefore, we know the number under five by a religious group. Now, equivalent figures for Episcopalian and Catholic children are available in the census reports from 1926 onwards. Sorry, I should have moved on there. So what I've done is. This allows me an estimate of Protestant Catholic birth rates for the period before and after Irish independence. And this is what the graph looks like. Between 1871 and 1911, estimated Catholic and Episcopalian rates followed very much the same trajectory. Both were reducing, but both were declining at about the same rate. Catholic rates improved slightly between 1911 and 1911, because I think they married a bit more between those two years. 
However, all that changed after 9-11 when a big this yawning gap appeared between the two. And that has continued through the 20th century. Now, nationally, birth rates exceeded death rates by about 5.6 per thousand per annum. Bear that fear in mind. Pre-1911, Catholic rates exceeded Episcopalian rates by about, by about three per thousand per annum. So it's logical to deduce that Episcopalian national, natural change at this time was either neutral or, pos- or my, even mildly positive. As with Catholics, Protestant decline up to this point was exclusively due to emigration. The chasm between the birth rates of the two religions only opened up after 1911. So what happened to the Protestants after 1911? <coughs> Was the extraordinary decline of 1911 to 26 down to exodus or infertility? Core depletion is one technique used by historians to analyse demographic change. For the non-historians here, the number of a particular group in a census are compared to the same group as they appear in the next census. So you might measure the number of 10 to 14 year olds in 1926 and compare it to the number of 20 to 24-year-olds in 1936, and then you could judge the effects of emigration on a, on, a, on, a, on a cohort that's actually got low mortality. For Ireland, cohort depletion analysis by religious group has mostly been restricted to census periods from 1926 onwards, simply because only then do the census reports contain the data necessary to perform the analyses. However, the availability of the online census data for 1911 allows the construction of a 1911 cohort whose depletion in the following 15 years can be measured. So I constructed a depletion chart for, would you believe, the Methodists between 1911 and 1926. This shows how each Methodist age group of 1911 was depleted in the following years. I've allowed my calculations for the British military and the dependents who, who might have been Methodists and for Irish Methodists who died in World War I. So this is what the chart looks like. The most striking thing about the chart is that depletion numbers in the lower age groups comfortably exceed the mortality-driven depletion of older age groups. Methodist age 09 in 1911 numbered 2,641. By 1926, the equivalent age group, 15 to 24, numbered 1,739, which is a drop of 34%. The national depletion rate for the same age group was 16%. The disappearance rate for Methodist children of 1911 was quite extraordinarily high. Now the question is, how, how usual was this? How common was it? So I compared Methodist depletion rates for different intercensal periods to highlight the very different demographic changes that took place in those periods. If we look first at the 1971-81 period, this was a period of low emigration when actually Methodist numbers increased. So all the depletion is right at the top end of the age scale. In fact, numbers increased in most age groups under 40, and you had more uh, on, under the age of 44, you had actually an increase in the number of Methodists. In 1926 to 1936, you had a rather unusual one where you had, a, you had an emigration dip, and then you had a mortality dip later on. 
however, during 19, but as you can see, 1911 to 26 is completely different. The depletion of the under 40s of 1911 was high enough to count for about 83% of all civilian Methodist decline during this period. And note also the wide age span of the depletion curve in the lower, in, in, in the lower age groups, much wider than in 1926 to 36. And I think this, whereas most of the emigration here may have been economic, here I think it was families going out as a family unit. I also did some work on fertility rates. So I analysed the fertility of different population changes during the various census periods of the early 20th century. I compared Southern Irish Catholics with Southern Irish Protestants, COI, and Church of Ireland in the early censuses, in the early census, and the whole population of England and Wales. Now I express all these figures as the ratio of the number of children under the age of four to the number of women of 15 to 44, which is commonly called women of childbearing age, if you'll pardon the expression. The table shows that the ratio of children aged under five, sorry, beg your pardon. Looking at England and Wales first, we find that fertility fell significantly between 1911 and 1931. What is also apparent is that the number of women of childbearing age actually grew as you can see from these figures here. But what's even more amazing is that despite this rapid drop of infertility, down from 42 to 30 percent, to 30 per 100, sorry, I beg your pardon, 30, 42 per 100 women to 30 per 100 women, the population increased. So for most, so, yet, so what we see is for the, for the British Isles, fertility was falling with little adverse effect on the population. Southern Irish Episcopalians, the Church of Ireland in 1911, had the same fertility levels in 1926 as England and Wales in 1931. But Southern Irish Protestant numbers had fallen dramatically between 1911 and 1926. And in fact, when you look at it, the key factor in that fall was the huge drop in the number of women of childbearing age. So there was far fewer women about. Fertility did drop, but only about 10%. And yet we've got this huge drop in the number of children, principally because there was, it's, there weren't the mothers. Looking at, finally at our Southern Irish Catholics, we find that they had a much higher fertility rate than either of the other two groups, but yet they just about maintained their numbers. So perhaps the conclusion from this is not Protestant demographic collapse, but continued high Catholic fertility. As family planning became the norm elsewhere, its practice in the Irish Catholic community, of course, was delayed for, some de for many decades later. And the, the other ingredient of population change in Southern Ireland that was missing in England and Wales was, of course, high emigration. The dramatic loss of children to the Protestant community of the South between 1911 and 1926 was not caused for, by for infertility. It was caused by the loss to emigration of a large number of parents who might have produced them. 
Professor Hirtpatrick's method of study of 2014 seemed to be a very game-changer in the study of this subject. As I say, he concluded that Beth's membership decline, and by extension Protestant decline, was primarily caused by low fertility and nuptiality, exacerbated by mixed marriages and conversion. Emigration, it seemed, had little to do with it. I'm I am unconvinced by the mixed marriages and conversion arguments, because, well, basically he doesn't provide any evidence of them for to support either of them. I have already provided evidence that perhaps Protestant nuptiality was not as low not, not low compared to Catholics. Let us look at Methodist fertility issue. Young Methodists who became full members became full members of the church at the age of 16. So therefore all Methodist recruits between 19 and 11 and 1926 were born in the period 1895 to 1910. Fertility issues after 1911 had absolutely no effect on Methodist membership during the 1911 to 26 period, by definition. All the potential young recruits for 1911 were counted in the 1911 census when they were aged between 1 and 15. So I've arranged them in groups of ages of three years, triennia, to show the different numbers who were potential recruits were going to become full members in the fullness of time. So there's the people aged 1 to 15 would not, not, not graduate to nine, till 1923-26. But the interesting thing is the numbers are all the same. And secondly, the numbers are comfortably in excess of the, of what, of the number of deaths of Methodist members that occurred between 19, in each triennium between 1911 and 1936. So from the point of view of 1911, there seems to be little, different, little evidence of falling fertility among Methodists before 1911. Now the other side of the coin is, of course, that all Methodists born between 1911 and, say, 1920 did not became full members between 1927 and 1926. So if there was demographic, demographic collapse in that period, then we would expect a similar collapse in 1926, 27 to 36 Methodist numbers. In fact, the Methodist population dropped between just by 10% between 1926 and 1936 censuses, far below the 30% plus of, of the previous intracensal period. Now, Professor Fitzpatrick also measured gross Methodist emigration, membership emigration to places off the island of Ireland between 1911 and 1936 at 2,981, while total member, Southern Methodist membership decline was 2,947. Now, the similarity between the two figures may, of course, be just coincidental. But what is unlikely to be coincidental is the way in which membership decline tracked emigration in each triennium between 1911 and 1926. If you factor Methodist emigration decline during this period, it looks inseparable. Factoring the movement, to the movement to the north of Ireland and the two lines in the graph actually move even closer. I would conclude that Methodist membership records confirm rather than contradict the argument for emigration being the major cause of Protestant decline. 
Historians usually measure emigration as net emigration, the difference between emigration and immigration. However, the emigra- as I said, the emigration for figures for Professor Patrick's study are gross emigration numbers, and only those to outside the island. Any records of methods arriving in Ireland from outside are hidden among other new members' records and cannot apparently be isolated from them. However, net movements and methods between the south and the north, north are on record, and they reveal a very different pattern. These movements show that from 1911 to 1920, net, net move on north, just between the nine in the nine years, totaled to 179. And this, was a, and this figure was exceeded in the next three years by the number of Methodists who left between 1920 and 23 for the north. And, a sim, and quite a large number left between 1923 and 1926 as well. Professor Fitzpatrick estimated Protestant movement as 20% Methodist, based on the fact that they were 5% of the, pop- 5% of the Protestant population. Now, add at least at least 504 Methodist migrants to the north, to the 2,981 who gross emigrants, of, and Protestant, and multiply that by 20, and you come to about 70,000 Protestant migrants. Using his, using his methodology. This looks suspiciously like the various estimates of Protestant decline. Was Ireland such a magnet for foreign Protestants that immigration reduced that gross figure significantly so that it became insignificant? I very much doubt it. Marriage numbers. Another indication of population change is marriage patterns. The Registrar General's annual reports give us an insight on how marriage numbers varied in each year between 1911 and 1996, and, and varied by religious group. Catholic numbers dipped in world during World War One, but recur, had recovered by 1920. Protestant marriage numbers too dipped during World War One and dipped a bit more deeply, in fact, but they too had recovered to their 1911 levels by 1920. But after that, Protestant numbers collapsed dramatically. Down from 1620 in 1920 to 970 marriages in 1926, just 20, just 60% of the 1920 level, they never recovered. And the 1926 census revealed that while Protestant marriage numbers had collapsed by 40%, Protestant marriage rate per thousand of population was just 10% down in 1911 levels. Dr. Bielenberg, in his study, discounted any influence of British withdrawal on these figures, showing the collapse of marriage numbers occurred in both garrison and non-garrison counties. So if marriage numbers are an indicator of population change, intrasense of Protestant population decline occurred mainly in the 1920 to 26 period, and most intensely between 1921 and 1923. Let's look at the economy and Protestant decline. Dr. Bielenberg in his study also argued that the vast majority of Protestant emigration was driven by a depressed economy. However, Catholic emigration during the same period was a post-famine low, approximately a third the rate of Protestants. So why did the economic depression that triggered this Protestant exodus not affect Catholics? It seems a strange sort of economic downturn that affected one religious group badly but left another completely unaffected. 
paraphrase Robert E. Kennedy, whatever was causing Protestants to leave was encouraging Catholics to stay. During the 1911-26, Catholics, the majority of whom presumably left for economic reasons, emigrated at an average rate of about 6 per thousand of average population per annum. If we take this as the barometer for economic migration of Protestants also, then some 25,000 might have left during this period. But according to Bielenberg, some 61,000 left. Thus, what might be termed excessive migration of Protestants amounted to 36,000. And, and this probably represents those migrants who left for reasons other than economic, reasons varying from dislike or dis dissatisfaction of the, with the new regime through to those involuntary emigrants who left because of intimidation or violence against their person or property. So the subject of how many were forced to leave is one of which has seemed to vex Victorians, historians recently. We've heard about the arguments between of, of the different interpretations, usually with extreme positions on both sides of the argument being adopted. Dr. Beelenberg, for example, estimated between 2,000 and 16,000 of Protestant immigrants of this period were involuntary, those who left because of various levels of intimidation again, or violence against their property or person. I would suggest there is an error in his calculation. Dr. Bielenberg calculated voluntary Protestant emigration as a percentage of all emigrants. Therefore, his voluntary Protestant emigrants included a percentage of departing British and World War dead of all religions. This is wrong and amounts to an underestimate of approximately 6,000 in his involuntary emigrants. Properly calculated, his range of involuntary emigrants would, would have come to about between 8,000 and 22,000. However, I'm not convinced that it's possible to arrive at a confident figure of how many left involuntary. Nearly all of them who left, left without giving any reason for going. I prefer just to conclude that there was this excess migration of 30, about 36,000, and I shall leave to others more qualified than I to argue about their different motives. I do not think that Protestant... I do not think that Protestant infertility, long-term or short-term, was, was a major factor in 1911-26 to 26 decline. Methodist records show a very strong link between gross emigration and, and decline. Methodist decline tracks emigration faithfully through the period. Depletion of Methodists who are aged under 40 in 1911 accounts for 83% of all, all civilian Methodists decline. Such losses in a lower mortality group age groups are most likely to be in predomin predominantly due to out-migration. The depletion chart for, 90, for Methodists looked quite unique to me at first, but there's one old Irish depletion, depletion chart that has the same character, characteristics, and that, I hate to say it, is the age depletion chart for the 26 counties population of the second half of the, 18th, of the, of the 19th century, when, when immigration was rife. Methodist movements between South and North and annual returns of Protestant marriages both suggest heaviest outflow occurred during the Revolutionary and Civil War period. The result of this extraordinary outflow was a very disjointed Protestant population left behind. It was characterised by high average age, low birth rates, high rates of natural decline, 
Further immigration and natural decline in succeeding decades would compound that decline. A community that had been almost 10% of the population in 1911 was reduced to 5% in 1961 and 3% in 1991. And thank you very much for being such an 